So let's identify some crazy people here today. You got your sermon notes there, and uh, they're either behind you or beside you, or just reach over and get your neighbors if you don't have any. And um, let's talk about some crazy people. Number one, number one, the my way or no way crazy people. My way or no way. So we're going to just describe them to you. These are the demanding people in your life. They're just demanding. They're little dictators. They're, they're little Hitlers and little Saddam Husseins and little Napoleons. And I've always wanted to say this in church, little Putins. Amen. Amen. I might actually say that a couple more times because that felt really good to say that in church. And uh, there, and for those of you who don't know the, uh, who the leader of Russia is right now, you're wondering why I would even say something like that. They're, the, these people, these my way or no way people, they're really bossy people. And they're pushy. And they want to control everything. And uh, they're intimidating, or at least they try to be intimidating. And here's what they'll do in a conversation. They'll dominate every conversation. Let me tell you about these people. While you're talking, they can't wait for you to shut up because they're thinking about what they're going to say as soon as you quit talking. <laughs> and they don't know nothing you just said because all they're doing is thinking about what they're going to say and uh, don't point. And so they turn every conversation into a debate. You ever met somebody like that? Have you ever met somebody that you go, Wednesday morning something happened, and you're right in the middle, and they go, what Wednesday morning? It was Wednesday at noon. <laughs> Y'all see that picture I put on Facebook of the fella like this? Y'all see that, the face of a guy who wants to, you just said something so ignorant, he wants to slap you so bad, but the Holy Spirit is pulling you back. That's the face right there. So if y'all see me talking to somebody after church and I'm doing this right here, y'all know the Holy Ghost is helping me. <laughs> hey, if you see the person talking to me like that right there, you know the Holy Spirit's helping them. Amen. Because <laughs> sometimes the crazy person's me. Y'all ain't got that down yet, have you? I know it's hard. Um, so, so these crazy people want to turn every conversation into a debate. Um, they want to argue. They, it's a power struggle every time you try to talk to them. Uh, you know what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that, and you can look this up. It's not in your notes or up on the screen. You can look this up when you get home. The Bible calls that a contentious spirit, a contentious spirit, somebody who wants to just argue about everything, argue about everything. That's a contentious spirit. And uh, um, it is the spirit of a crazy person, the my way or no way person. Um, <clears throat> my way or no way people make unrealistic demands on your life and unrealistic demands on your time and your schedule. And they push, push, push. The second kind of crazy person is what I'm going to call nitpickers. Nitpickers. These, are, uh, these people always disapprove. They always disapprove. And uh, they, they want perfection. They're not satisfied with you doing your best. They're not satisfied with excellence because your best is never good enough for them. Um, they are picky, 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 highly critical people. Uh, they see others' faults, but they never see their own. Uh, they always want more, no matter how much you give to them. They always want more. You can never do enough for them. They tend to be negative people. They tend to be very judgmental of other people, but again, they never see anything in their life. Um, <clears throat> aren't y'all glad we're not talking about anybody here today? Isn't that good? Uh, they are unpleasable, perfectionist, and they love pointing out the mistakes and imperfections of other people. Uh, so what we're going to do is just begin the process now. We'll look at some more crazy people next week, but I just want to tell you about two of them uh, this week. We're going to look at uh, a process and begin a process of going through some Bible verses, what the Bible teaches us about how to deal with these people in our life. I'm going to give you two steps today. Give you two steps today. Everybody repeat after me because sometimes the crazy person is me. Each step that I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two today, and each step gets a little more difficult. 
Each step gets a little harder. And after I tell you what the first two steps are, you're going to go, and it gets harder than these two, because the, one, the two I'm going to give you today are pretty hard. Now, now, here's what you need to remember. This is very, very, very important, and I'm going to say it several times today. What I'm saying today that you need to do in dealing with crazy people, you can't do it. You've got to have God help you. You've got to have the Lord help you. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it. Uh, so you're going to have to have the Lord help you. So as I'm going through this, and you go, but you don't understand. I listen. Yes, I do understand. Um, I'm telling you to do what we're talking about today. You got to have some help. You got to have some spiritual help. You cannot do it without God helping you. And again, as you know, here at the bridge, the foundation of all our teaching is the Word of God, the Bible. So that's where we're going to go today. Number one, number one, here's the first thing you have to do uh, with crazy people is you have to not be offended by them. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. You're going, and it's going to get harder. Yes, it's going to get harder. These, these are the easy ones. You've got to refuse to be offended. Everybody say, choose to refuse. You've got to refuse to be offended. As a Christian, you have to allow God to work in your life to enable you to refuse to be offended because you cannot refuse to be offended on your own. And uh, here's what I mean. I have to learn, Farrell Hardison, I'm not preaching to anybody here because God knows I don't have this one in my life settled. I'm working on this one. As a matter of fact, I don't know another sermon series that I've ever preached at this church that has worked on me more than this one has. Uh, there probably have been some, but I can't think of them right now. This one has really been uh, something that's worked personally on, on me. Um, I've got to learn, Farrell Hardison's got to learn not to take the words and actions of crazy people personally. Everybody say, help me. Jesus. Because <laughs> that's hard, isn't it? That's hard not to do, especially when they're looking at you calling your name. It's hard not to take it personally when they're looking at you calling your name. <clears throat> but what we got to do as Christians, followers of Jesus, is no matter what they say, no matter what they do, no matter how outrageous their behavior is, uh, no matter how they insult me, um, no matter how they act or react, how many of y'all know body language is loud and clear? Amen, amen. Sometimes they don't have to say a thing. I mean, you can be going down the road and somebody give you some body language. Amen. <laughs> amen. They don't say a word, but you know what it means, you know. And, um, and y'all laughing at that like y'all don't have any, don't ever do anything like that. So I'll talk to you later about lying. But. You have to learn not to take the words and actions of crazy people personally. That's hard to do. It's hard to do, but important. Now, let me just say this to you, and this will help set you free. It helped me. This, this will help set you free. When crazy people come into your life and they are rude to you, or they are controlling, or they're nitpickers, or they're... Uh, little dictators, you know, they're controlling. Here's what you got to do. When they're rude and when they're mean to you, it doesn't say one thing about you, but it says a whole lot about them. It doesn't say one thing about you. I mean, listen to me. It doesn't say, when somebody attacks you, it doesn't say anything about you, but it says everything about them. Now, does that help you not to take it personally? The next time somebody attacks you and you know, you know that they're just attacking you out of who they are, or, and we'll talk about it in a minute, what they're going through or whatever, you have, to re, you have to say to yourself, they're telling me about themselves. Now, I know they're talking about me. I know they're calling me a name. I know they're making an accusation toward me. I know they're saying something very, very hurtful to me, but actually they're, they're talking, they're revealing what's in them and they're not revealing anything really that's in me. They're just, they're just attacking. Um, <clears throat> when people, again, um, uh, do this when they, with their words, again, with their body language, with their attitude, uh, they're telling you what their problem is, not what your problem is. So, so knowing this, don't let people offend you. 
Because you got to talk to yourself. You have to talk to yourself. When a crazy person has got you cornered and a crazy person is just letting you have it, you just got to be saying to yourself, they're crazy, they're crazy, crazy, they're crazy. They're cra-. You do, man, because you want. if you don't, you're going to be like this, saying, Holy Spirit, you know? And so you got you to gotta remind yourself about that. The reality is that there are some things you ought to be offended by. I'm not saying we ought not to be offended. There are things we ought to be offended by. And I wrote down several things that offend me, and I just want to tell you what they are. I'm offended when I see injustice. When I see injustice done to a neighbor, when I see injustice done to um, somebody because of their nationality or because of their race or because of their standing economically, when I see injustice, that offends me, and it ought to offend all of us. When I see racism, I'm offended by that. Uh, when I see people going to bed hungry at night when we all have so much, it's offensive. When I see babies whose lives are being taken before they ever get a chance to be born, that makes me mad. I'm offended by that. I'm offended by the exploitation of women uh, sexually in our world. I'm, ex- I- I'm offended primarily by the exploitation of children. We have turned on the children. What does it say about a society when we turn on the children? I'm offended by that. You ought to be offended by that. It's okay to be offended by some things, but listen. When it comes to personal relationships, you know what God says? Get over it. God says get over it. Now, when I say that to you, I don't say that to you like, hey, you guys need, I'm saying, Farrell Hardison, there's some stuff you need to get over. I'm talking to me here today. I mean, all through the Bible, God goes, get over it, man, get over it. Y'all know that great gospel group, the Eagles. <clears throat> Have y'all heard that song? They sing that song. Get over it. You know, and I keep threatening you. Uh, I think he's got a cuss word in it, so we'd have to rewrite it, but... I keep threatening that we're going to sing that in this church because I, I don't know if another song needs to be sung in a church more than that because i got to tell you, Christians are some of the most sensitive, wear a chip-on-the-shoulder people I've ever met in my life. Amen? It's the truth. It's the truth, man. And sometimes, sometimes the crazy person is me. Sometimes I'm the one sensitive. Sometimes I'm the one that can't take it. And so I attack back. Um, we're to work hard as Christians. We're to work hard at not being easily offended by other people. If you're not careful, you can have such a thin skin that everything offends you. Everything everybody does offends you. And I got to tell you, if you've been beaten up a lot in your life, I mean, you've been beaten up verbally or you've been abused physically or you've just had a lot of injustice in your life, and I'm, I'm, I admit it's not injustice toward people is not equally measured out. I know some people that have been treated far more, uh, with far more injustice than I have. And I don't know how that's all determined. I'm sure it's not deserving. It's just life. Um, but... What we need to understand is that no matter what level of offense it is, that we, we need a tougher skin. We need a tougher skin. Uh, and, and let me just say this about it being easily offended. Because some people <clears throat> just have a, a spirit of offense. I mean, they're just people who, boy, you know, the minute you see them, you start thinking about how you're going to say what you're going to say and how you're going to put the words together and what kind of facial expression you're going to have. Because... In the past, your words and facial expressions and body language, they've took the wrong way every single time. And so, I mean, those people are just so easily offended. But when you're like that, you're going to be unhappy most of the time in your life. If you're easily offended. So I'm just speaking to you here today, and, and you know if it's you. If you're one of those people and and, um, you just feel like it's unfair, it's unfair, I've been treated unfair, life's been unfair, I I get it. And I'm not arguing with with you about that. Uh, That may very well be true. But here's what I'm saying to you. If you let that 
make you super sensitive to everything everybody does and everything everybody says in your life. I'm just saying to you, because I love you, that you're just going to be unhappy most of the time. And I don't want you to be unhappy. So I want you to pray, and I want you to say, God, help me. Help me with this. I need help with this. Because some of you have told me stories that are horrible stories, bring tears to my eyes of th stuff you've gone through as children and, and all of that. And look, as far as having a right to be the way you are, very easily offended, you've got every right to do it. I'm just telling you, work on that because if you don't, you're going to just be unhappy most of your life. And you're letting, when you do that, you're letting the people who hurt you, you're letting them win. You're letting them win because you're letting them, even though they've gone on with their life and probably don't even remember what they did to you, you're letting them control your joy today and control your happiness today. Choose to refuse. Choose to refuse by the help of God. By the help of God, you can do it. Now, I'm about to make a statement here, and i got to tell you, I don't remember exactly where I got this. I'm pretty sure it's not, it's not um, original with me. <clears throat> and I should have put it in your notes or I should have put it up here on the screen, but I didn't. So I'm going to say it slow and I'm going to say it a couple of times because if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. How mature you are emotionally and spiritually. How mature you are emotionally and spiritually is largely revealed and how you respond, how you respond to or treat those who have mistreated you or, or those who misunderstand you. Let me say it again. Because a lot of times we claim to be really, really mature, but then when, when we are mistreated, our immaturity comes out. So let me say that statement again. And you could put your name in there, really. You could put how mature I am instead of how mature you are. How mature I am emotionally and spiritually is largely revealed in how I respond to or treat those who mistreat or misunderstand me. So here's what you do. When somebody mistreats you, you know, you go through this real quick process in your mind, do I get even? Do I get even with this? If they hit me, do I hit them back? If they hurt me, do I hurt them back? If they insult me, do I insult them back? If they get angry at me, do I get angry back? If I respond to a person in like behavior, then that makes me just like them. And you say, Pastor, have you ever done that? Oh, man, absolutely. Absolutely. You're letting them win. You're no better than they are. Again, here's another way to say that statement. The depth of my emotional and spiritual maturity is determined by my reaction to the people who try to hurt me. The depth of my emotional and spiritual maturity is determined by my reaction to the people who try to hurt me. The demanding people. The little Hitlers. The little Putins. Told you I was going to say it again. The little, the demeaning people, the confusing people, the destructive people in my life, the, disapprove, the, the disapproving people in my life. So what does the Bible say about how we're to handle the crazy people who come into our lives? Let me give you a, another key to happiness. I already gave you one, and uh, it, it was a prayer that you need to pray. I, I, I think I skipped over it. It's in your notes, and we got it on the slide. So let me go back over that one real quick. You, you need to pray, God, give me a tender heart and a tough hide. Amen? Give me a tender heart, but give me tough skin. Most of the time we get that backwards. We have a real thin skin and a real hard heart. If you don't believe it, pierce the thin skin and watch the hard heart come out. Isn't that true? You ever seen somebody that's really, 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 I mean, just act like the sweetest person in the world, and you just puncture that thin skin, and it's like Alien, the movie, a little head comes out. <laughs> so, so you got you to gotta pray, God, give me a tender heart, give me some tough skin, um, you know, God, God says, when you read the Bible, 
There's not a verse that says it exactly like I'm about to say it, but all through the Bible, God basically says, if you want to be like me, you've got to be tenderhearted. Some of y'all used to be tenderhearted, but because of stuff that's happened to you, a callus has built up around your heart, and you need to recognize that, and, and you need to say, God, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I heard about a preacher one time who just so was so, uh, very emotional. It was Dr. Ray H. Hughes. I don't know if you've ever uh, got Church of God people here today. Dr. Ray H. Hughes, he cried when he would preach. And his wife told him, you are ugly when you cry. And he prayed that God would help him not to cry. He said he dried up in his spirit. He said in one Sunday he was preaching and he went ugly or no ugly. I'm about to cry right here. Listen to me. Some of y'all used to cry. I don't mean tears of pain. I mean some of you used to cry during worship. Some of you used to shed tears during uh, the preaching because it was so long. No, because, <laughs> because it was touching you. But because of life's events, you've become calloused. I don't want to be like that, do you? I don't want to be like that. They called Jeremiah the weeping prophet. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, give me a tender heart, but a tough hide. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. <clears throat> so, so, along with that tender heart, you're going to have to have that tough skin because people are going to come along and, and they're going to punch you and they're going to try to stick that knife in you and they're going to do it with words and actions. And so you've got to have a tough hide but you can have a tough hide and a tender heart at the same time. If you don't have a tough hide, here's what happens. Everything's going to offend you. Everything's going to hurt your feelings. And when everything hurts your feelings and everybody hurts your feelings, what did I tell you earlier? You're going to be ha unhappy most of your life. So how do we do this? I mean, how do we keep from taking personal offense at the crazy people in our life? How do we stop being offended by the little Hitlers and the disapproving, destructive, demeaning, demanding people? How do we keep ourselves from getting up set about the things these people do and say. And here's the answer. You've got to consider the source. They're crazy people. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Seriously. Um, I, I came up to a group that were talking today out in the foyer after the first service, and the man was standing there, and there was four or five people around him, and he was going, crazy people, crazy people. All these people right here are crazy. <laughs> so we all laughed about that. But there are times when somebody's talking to you on the phone or they're talking to you face-to-face -face, or you're reading a letter from somebody that unloaded on you in a letter and you have to go crazy, crazy, crazy. They're crazy. I, seriously. And you have to understand that it's not you because when people jump on you, they're not saying anything about you. They're saying something about what? Themselves. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Now, when you're saying crazy people, don't let it slip out out loud. Because then that, that argument's going to go to a, they're going to go, what you just said? <laughs> so you've got to try to ignore their words and actions as much as possible. You say ignore, ignore. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Look at this next verse. Look at this verse in the Bible. Proverbs 12, 16. Remember what we talked about last week? Three kinds of people. Three kinds of people. What were they? Let's go through them again. Number one, were the? Number two, were the? Number three, Evil. This is going to talk about two of them right here. When a fool is ticked off, that's the Greek word for annoyed. When the fool is annoyed, he what? He what? When does he let everybody know? Quickly. See, I'm asking you to at least, when somebody jumps all over you and you get annoyed, at least whisper crazy people ten times. Seriously, it'll make you go, I'm not going to respond to them. They're crazy people, okay? When a fool is annoyed, everybody say this with me. We've got to get this down pat again. Sometimes the crazy person is me. When a fool is annoyed, he quickly lets it be wise. Anybody want to be wise? Wise people will ignore an insult. Matter of fact, 
when somebody insults you and you react to it, they go, got him. Got him. But when they insult you and you just go on, they're like, he didn't even get that. And man, I've been saving that one. And it didn't even have an effect on you. Isn't that true? If you get upset and quickly let it be known, that fool just got you. Wise people ignore the insult. That's what the Bible says. So when the fool comes along and uh, he's going to say something like this, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you just like you hurt me. Matter of fact, if you hurt me, I may hurt you a little bit worse than you hurt me. If you make a tacky statement, I mean, if, if after y'all leave here, you go by some store and you go up to the clerk and you get a clerk who's a jerk, amen? Anybody ever done that? You get a clerk who's a jerk and they make a tacky statement to you, here's what you're going to do. You're going you're to uh, out-tacky them. You're going to give another tacky statement back to them. See, that's what the does. The wise man ignores the insult. Everybody say, Jesus, help me. Amen. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. I need help with that. Because, I, you know, I ain't good at much, but I'm good at words. <laughs> so when you pull out your pocket knife, I'll pull out my sword. <laughs> Sushi. You know. So, so people who are good with words, people who are good with argument. I have won arguments about with Millie, and I was wrong the whole time. Now, I'll tell you, you know, we laughed, at, and, and that's fine. But how, how do you think that made her feel? I won, but I was wrong. But I'm so good with words. I go, I go point three, point three. Let me, I, let me make three points. Let me begin, Miss Millie. I'm a, first of all, let me begin with a poem. And then I'm going to read, three, and then I got three points for you, and then we're going to have a conclusion. So I just wear her out with words, and you know what she does? She finally goes, because she goes, I'm working with a. <laughs> so guess what she does? She does what? the, And she ignores the, oh, glory. Mm, y'all don't even know how true that is. And I ain't bad as I used to be. I'm preaching with some bad English today, but it's good preaching now. Why do wise people ignore an insult? Because they allow God. This is so important. This is going to help you. I, we've been laughing a little bit, but this is going to help you right here. A wise person allows the Holy Spirit, when they're being insulted, to pause and consider not what's going on on the outside of that person, but what's going on on the inside of that person. That's what a wise person does. A wise person pauses and says, what is going on inside? I mean, I see what they're doing outside and it hurts me. It really does hurt me. But I know something's got to be going on inside. They're offensive. They're irritating. But, but, we need to pray and say, God, help me look at the inward. Help me look past the outward. And help me look inside. I know you've heard this before. I know you've read it before. I know it's been quoted many times. But let's all say this again. Let's all say it together. Hurt people. Hurt people. Don't ever forget that. When somebody's trying to hurt you, it might not even be, you, you might not even be their target. They might not even really know you that well. But hurt people hurt people. So say, God, help me be wise and look inside the heart of this fool so I can know not just what they're doing on the outside that makes me want to go karate kid on them. Brave heart but there's got to be a fear they're battling with or there's got to be an insecurity or there's got to be some violation 
or some painful experience, some painful thing in their past. They're under some kind of pressure. I even wrote down a list of questions that we need to ask when somebody's jumping on us. Instead of, instead of tit for tat, instead of just coming right back, when somebody's just unloading on you, just say, I wonder what's going on in their life that's making them act like this. Don't take it personally. Help me, Jesus. I wonder, I wonder why they're being short with me today. I, I wonder if they had a fight with their spouse this morning. Here's a good one. I wonder what's going on with their children. Here's a good one. I wonder if they're having financial problems. I wonder if they're under some kind of pressure that I don't know about. What's the thorn? What's the thorn? They tell me a wounded bear is the worst kind to encounter. But if you're with me and we come across a wounded bear, all I gotta do is run faster than you. I'm good. I love this. Listen, maturity, spiritual maturity. See, your spiritual maturity isn't really revealed in a worship service. Your spiritual maturity isn't revealed on a stage. Your spiritual maturity is revealed in the daily trenches of life. And spiritual maturity looks past the behavior. It looks at the pain. This is what mature Christians do. When mature Christians are being attacked, when they're being attacked, they pause. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me. They pause. They consider what might be going on on the inside. Here's what maturity does. It tries to understand. Mm, help me, Lord. The more you understand somebody's background, the more grace you're going to give them. How many of you have ever had somebody just boom, I mean, just really get you, man, just really come against you? And, and, then, and you responded in a, in a really strong way, and then later you found out something that was going on in their life, and you said, if I'd known that. See, here's what I'm asking you to do today. Go ahead and assume it. Go ahead and assume that when that person attacks you, something's going on I don't know about. Amen? You know, we talk about being saved, and we talk about being sanctified, and we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, and we think all of that is demonstrated in some spiritual experience. It's demonstrated in how you react to people who've wounded you. That shows how filled with the Spirit you are. That shows how sanctified you are. That is what it is. It's that daily life, the trenches of the daily life. Think about the people you find most difficult. Don't, don't point at anybody. The people that irritate you the most, the most obnoxious person you know. Here's what the Bible says. This is the Pharaoh Hardison version. Cut them some slack. Cut them some slack. Maybe they were molested as a child. Maybe they were orphaned as a child. Maybe they've gone through multiple marriages and the one they're in right now is suffering. Maybe their spouse walked out on this morning. Look at what it says in Proverbs 19.11. A man's what? Gives him something. Gives him something. It gives him pause. Pause. Can I just tell y'all, it is not in me to pause. It is in me to go. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? That's pretty awesome for a 57-year-old guy. A man's wisdom, if you are a wise person and you are under the attack, you're being attacked, it will give you patience. Because see, it's supernatural. It's supernatural. This, this wisdom right here is not talking about going to Duke University and getting a degree. 
That wisdom right there is heavenly wisdom. That's wisdom you don't get in the classroom. That's wisdom that you don't even get from experience. That right there is wisdom that is imparted to you from God in heaven. A man's wisdom gives him, it is his, that's pronounced glory. It is his glory to what? So next time your husband jumps on you, Look at him go, you ain't got much glory today. Your glory level is low. Because the Bible says when you're able to overlook an offense, it is your. Let me tell you what that means to me. Glory would be something I think that would be outward. So I think he's talking about a person's witness here. See, sometimes we need to not react because other people are watching us. Lost people, people who don't know Christ, people who aren't walking with Jesus are watching us. They don't really care what that guy's doing to you because they know him. They know he's a jerk. But they know you have a Bible on your desk and you got all these little crosses everywhere and, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season and all that stuff. And you got a bridge sticker on your car. And you got on your bridge t-shirt. They don't care how that guy's acting. They know him. They're watching you. And the Bible says if you are filled with the wisdom of God and you are being unloaded on, you will pause. And you will even, everybody say it. That's hard right there. That's hard. Somebody needs to get them for what they did. <laughs> Amen. You know, God said, Vengeance is mine. You know why He said that? Because it feels so good, He wanted it all for Himself. <laughs> that is not true. That's not true. Don't write that down. That is false doctrine, false teaching. At least when I do it, I tell you. Isn't this good stuff right here, guys? You say, well, Pastor, why is the whole load on me? Why is the whole load on me? Because you're a child of God for one thing, and you can handle it. And the other thing is, if you obey this stuff, guess who's happy? You. Every command of God is to make you happier, to make you have a better life. Hey, listen, when God says do something, he's not showing you who's boss. If he wanted to show you who's boss, he'd just nuke you. God don't need to boss you around to show you who's boss. When God says don't do something, here's what he's saying. He's saying, because if you do that, guess who's going to get hurt? You. And when God says don't do something, it's not to deprive you of some awesome pleasure. It is saying if you don't do that at the right time, in the right way, with the right person, if you don't do it in bounds, you're going to get hurt. Oh, man, it's good. Good stuff. So wisdom gives you patience. By understanding somebody's background, you understand their current stress, then you're able to overlook it. Look at Proverbs 10, 12. That word right there is not natural love. That's supernatural love. Everybody write down the word agape, A-G-A-P-E. That is supernatural love. We all have natural love. All of us have natural love. The, the, the thing you need to understand is there is another level of love that you can have through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that is a supernatural love because regular love, normal love, the love everybody has, the love everybody has, it can't do that right there. Supernatural love overlooks the what? That others do. So it's an act of love. The more agape love I have, the less I'm going to be upset when you're demanding and you're demeaning and disapproving. So that's the first step. Everybody say, choose to refuse. Refuse to be offended. Refuse to be offended. 
I mean, I gave you some good stuff to do immediately. I mean, because here's what I have to know. Here's what I, what do I do while they're unloading on me? Because I, what I've been doing in the past before I really came close to God, and sometimes recently, is I'm thinking what I'm going to say when they get done. I'm pulling out my sword of words. And, and I, need to, I need to be doing two or three things. They might not be totally crazy all the time, but right now they're crazy. Crazy person. And, amen. Now, don't say it out loud. Again, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Don't say it out loud. But you're, you're looking at them. They're red-faced. They're unloading on you. Spits flying, you know. And you just go crazy, 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 crazy. And let them get through it. And then, and then just... Um, don't do anything or look at them and go, well, I'll, I'll think about the things you've said because I don't want to be that kind of person to you. Because see, the best way to deal with something like that, and I'm preaching to me here, is when you give them what they don't expect. That messes them up. Because as a matter of fact, when you're really fussing at somebody, when somebody's really fussing at you and you're peaceful and quiet, what do you hear from them? Aren't you, aren't you going to, won't they say that? Won't they say, aren't you going to say something? No. But let's sing, Jesus loves me. <laughs> Jesus loves me. I ain't sure about you. This I know, you know. And they'll go. Yeah, they'll be going, yeah, they'll be going, crazy, crazy person. But there's good crazy and bad crazy. Amen. Are y'all with me today? I mean, I want to have fun, but you getting this? Number two. The second thing you need to do is uh, with crazy people is, oh, you're gonna love this one. Don't wait for an apology to forgive them. Everybody say, help me. Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. Many of us have some crazy people in our life who have done some very hurtful things to us. Or even more important, I don't know about you, but even more important for me, it's not really as hard for me to deal with people doing crazy, hurtful stuff to me as it is to do it to somebody I really love and care about. Anybody here got somebody you die for? Anybody here got somebody you love their life more than you love your own life? Absolutely. Absolutely. How many of you have ever seen your child sick and said, God, please take it off of them and put the whole thing on me and let them be well? Oh, man, absolutely. So, so you know, when they're, when they're letting us have it, we're thinking, or even after they let us have it, we're thinking, I know the Christian thing to do is forgive them, so I will, I will. When I get an apology and when I get the right kind of apology... Now, the problem with that is when you say that, you're still holding on to the hurt. You're still holding on to the hurt. And, and, and the fact is, who are we dealing with when we're dealing with a person like that? Who are we dealing with? Where is it? Crazy people. Crazy people. And you've got to remember, crazy people don't even know sometimes they did anything. What? I mean, they can cut you to the, to the core and because they're crazy, they don't even know what they did. And you, you may never hear them say, I'm sorry, because they don't even know they did anything. And if they did realize they did something, they've already forgotten about it, moved on, and you're sitting there stewing in something that they don't even remember they did to you. You're resenting. Resentment is when you hold on to a hurt. I love it when people say, oh, I forgive them, I forget," and, and they bring it up every other day, what they did to them. Then you haven't. You say, well, I can't forget it. Well, God doesn't really expect you to forget it in the sense of totally forgetting. But here's what that means. It means you don't hold it against them anymore. You've let it go. You've let it go because resentment, I love what this writer said, and you've probably heard this before, but resentment is like you drinking poison, hoping it's going to kill them. So you just say, you know what? 
before anything else happens, I'm just going to decide right now to forgive them. And you know what? That's a process, but it starts with the saying that I'm going to forgive them. You say, well, I can't really forgive them. I can't really do it, but just go ahead and say it. Say two things. Say, I forgive them. Lord, help me forgive them. I forgive them. Lord, help me forgive them. It's a process. It's a process, especially when you've been wounded deeply. It is a process to let it go. You look at that situation and go, I'm not going to wait for them to do anything because they may never. Right here, right now, I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to do it. Because here's what you do when you forgive, and this is so simple but so profound, is you just, you just took it out of your hands and you just put it in his. And he can handle it. Jesus said, cast your care upon me. Cast your care upon me, for I careth for you. Forgiving doesn't mean you forget again, but it means that uh, even though you remember it, you're going to stop holding on to the resentment. You know what? Jesus did it. Jesus knew he was dealing with crazy people. Look what he said. Look what Jesus said. Over in the book of um, Luke, chapter 23, verse 34, he was in a pretty bad situation. He was hanging on the cross. And Jesus said, Jesus said, Father, everybody say it with me, Father, forgive them. Why? 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 For they are crazieth peopleeth. Because they what? They don't even know. Now, why did Jesus say they don't know? He meant that. Jesus was saying, these people have no idea who I am. They have no idea what they're doing today. So, Father, forgive them because they, why? Everybody say it don't know what they're doing. i got to tell you, there's a lot of crazy people in your life who have hurt you, and they don't even know it. And if you're waiting for an apology, you're not making anybody miserable but yourself because they're never going to say, I'm sorry. See, you could buy like a little frame and put all the crazy people's picture in it. And, on, and at the top, put CP. These are crazy. And when people walk by your desk, go, what does CP stand for? And go, you know, it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing in my heart. And then when you see them, <laughs> y'all don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> you won't be hurt by what they say because you go, yeah, they're in the picture. That's right. That's right there in the picture. But then you're going to have to get a bigger frame because frame. there's a lot of them out there. Amen. Sometimes the crazy person is <laughs> you guys. All right, Colossians 3. Let me give you this and we're done. Colossians 3. You what? You. It, so is God saying, here's a good idea to try if you feel like it. No, you what? Must what? Make allowance for each other's faults. Wow, wow, wow. You what? Must give people some space to not be perfect. You got to give people space to mess up. Even more direct and to the point, you got to give people space to be crazy from time to time. Because sometimes a crazy person's me. You must make allowance for each other's faults and what? Forgive the person who what? Offends you. And now he's about to pull the Jesus card out on y'all. Remember Jesus, the Lord, what? Forgave you so you what? 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 It's not an option. It's not multiple choice. You what? Everybody say, help me. Jesus. Because you're going to need some help. I know you guys, and y'all going to need some help. Now, I did look up this word. This right here is actually one Greek word. And it means um, to bear with. How many of you remember your mother a long time ago going, y'all get in the yard? I can't. 
bear it anymore. <laughs> who's southern and who's old as I am and remembers when mama would say stuff like that? Y'all get in the yard, I can't. Endureth. I cannot, I cannot bear it anymore. I can't endure it. I can't tolerate it anymore. Get out. Make allowance. The Bible says you've got to make allowance. You've got to bear with some people. You've got to make allowance for them. You've got to endure. Listen to me now. I'm about to say something really important. Some of the crazy people in your life are the people you would die for. And they can't give you what you need from them. They can't give it to you. They're not able. They're not able to give it to you. So you bear it. Because you love them so much. You endure it because you love them so much. You make allowance because you love them so much. What's the fair hardest inversion? Cut them some slack, man. Jesus said it. Look what Jesus said, and this isn't in your notes, and it's not up here, but it's easy to remember. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. If you want to reap it, you better sow it. I don't know about y'all. I need a lot of mercy in my life. I need people to do this right here for me all the time. But you're the pastor. Yeah, I'm a human being too. I need people to do that right there for me all the time. I need, I need them to make allowance for my faults. And if I'm going to get that, I better make sure I'm giving it. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So the first thing we do is choose to refuse, baby. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be offended. He's crazy. I'm not going to be offended by a crazy person. Amen. And the second thing I'm going to do is forgive them before they ever ask me. Because I'm not going to, they might be in bondage, but I'm not going to let them put me in bondage. <clears throat> I'm not going to let somebody who said those things to me, somebody who did that to me when I was a child, I'm not going to let somebody who did that to me in a business deal and bankrupted me. I'm not going to let that person who I thought loved me and then ran out and found somebody else and left me. I'm not going to let that person who thought that little bit of me control my, my present joy. I'm not going to let them control my present joy. I didn't do it. What they did says something about them. It doesn't say anything about me. And I'm not going to live in bondage because I can't let go of what they did to me. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand.